Welcome to Pause, Reflect, and Learn with Katie. The holiday season is one of the most popular times for families to welcome a new puppy or dog into their home. In our last podcast, we provided tips to help families decide whether it was best to bring a new dog into the home during the holidays or if they should wait until the start of the new year. This week, we're going to discuss temperament testing for a new puppy you plan to welcome into your home. How many times have you heard people complain that their dog plays too rough, that they can't pet or touch their puppy without being bit, or if their dog requires way more exercise than they imagined? Well, once you welcome a dog into your home, you have to put in the work to train and teach them proper ways to treat their human family members. You'll also have to keep them busy to work off that energy. But wouldn't it be great to find a puppy or a dog who's easier? one that acts closer to the type of dog you imagine living with. Temperament tests can help us determine the type of dog that we do wish to live with. And today we're gonna provide all the information you need to know how to test your new puppy. But before we get started with today's topic, we wanna provide you with this week's trivia question. What is the most popular breed of dog in the United States? The Beagle, German Shepherd, Labrador Retriever, or the Yorkshire Terrier? Think about that question while we open the show, and when we return, we will provide the answer and the information on puppy temperament testing. We'll be right back. Want to learn dog training? Enroll with ISCDT. Our online course consists of 18 lessons that teach dog training and canine behavior. Students work hands-on with dogs and provide a video diary of their work. Visit us at iscdt.com to learn more and enroll. Welcome back. We thank Petful.com for this week's trivia question. What is the most popular breed of dog in the United States? The Beagle, German Shepherd, Labrador Retriever, or the Yorkshire Terrier? If you guessed the Labrador Retriever, you are correct. According to the American Kennel Club, the Labrador Retriever holds the number one spot and has held it since 1991. This is a great conversation starter for the holidays, whether you get the opportunity to ask people in person or on a holiday Zoom call. Let's move to today's topic, puppy temperament tests. When we walk into a store, a kennel, or a rescue looking for a dog, we allow our hearts to steer us in making the decision. While all puppies have adorable, sweet faces, their personalities are as individual as human personalities and temperaments. It's a good idea to figure out if the puppy is best suited for your family. If you're looking for an emotional support dog, the last personality you want to end up with is an independent dog who enjoys spending time on his own and does not enjoy cuddling. Likewise, if your family is active, you don't want to welcome a couch potato who can't keep up with your on-the-go personality. Temperament testing helps people find working dogs, service dogs, and sporting dogs. It can also find the perfect family dog, especially for first-time dog owners or families with young children. But here are a few facts about temperament testing to keep in mind. Temperament testing should be performed on a puppy as early as seven weeks. It is important to note that the test results of that seven-week-old puppy will not be the same if you retest a puppy at three or four months old due to the puppy's 
brain being more developed, socialization factors, and early experiences. Genetic traits also become more obvious around three or four months or even older. It's up to you to nurture that puppy and make sure you socialize them and that you train them. Two, if you were to test a shelter dog who's stressed from living in that shelter-like environment, those results may show signs of negative behaviors and therefore the outcome of that dog's results will be poor. But once that dog settles into their forever home and the stress levels drastically decrease, that same dog's test results may indicate a favorable outcome and you will end up with a fantastic dog. This is why fostering a dog can provide so much more information to you. Three, be mindful that not all dogs are the same. Certain breeds may skew the results because they react differently than other breeds. It may be best to ask a professional to test the new dog or puppy if you are concerned or confused by the results. The tester should not be the person trying to sell you the dog. Here are some more things for you to consider before beginning a temperament test. Test the puppy in a quiet location away from other animals, people, and distractions. Test the puppy before mealtime. This is when they're most active and less likely to be sleepy. Make sure you don't meet or test your puppy after they are vaccinated or if they're sick. As far as vaccination, this means that you do not want to test the puppy the day they're vaccinated or even the day after they're vaccinated. Number four, that again, the tester should be someone the puppy doesn't know. Do not allow the person who's been caring for this dog to test the puppy because the results will not be accurate. All right, so today we're going to discuss Volard's Puppy Aptitude Test, also known as PAT. The Volards are internationally recognized experts on canine behavior. The Volard Puppy Aptitude Test consists of 10 tests that must be completed in order and consecutively. The scoring system rates a puppy from one to six, and the purpose of these tests are to select the right puppy for your family and for your needs. Each of the tests are independent and the scores are not averaged. Volhand indicates that you should make a note of the heart rate of the puppy during the test. This is an indication of how well it deals with stress as well as its energy level. Puppies come with high, medium, or low energy levels. You have to decide for yourself which suits your lifestyle. Dogs with high energy levels need a great deal of exercise and will get into mischief if this energy is not channeled into the right direction. Volard also suggests that you look at the overall structure of the puppy. If the puppy has strong, straight front and back legs with all four feet pointing in the same direction, it will grow up that way, provided that you give it a proper diet and environment in which to grow. If you notice something out of the ordinary, at this age, it will stay with the puppy for the rest of its life. He will not outgrow it. So let's look at Volhard's scoring system so you have a better idea of how to score your puppy when administering these 10 tests. A puppy who receives mostly ones in the test has a strong desire to be a pack leader. He is predispositioned to be aggressive toward people, other dogs, and will bite. This dog is not for new dog owners, or home with children. This dog should be placed in an experienced home. A puppy who receives mostly twos has a leadership aspirations 
and a lot of self-confidence, which may make them hard to manage. This dog has the capacity to bite. It needs a strict schedule, loads of exercise, and lots of training. New dog owners and puppies with children should stay away from puppies who score a lot of ones or twos in this test. This puppy needs an experienced home, may not be good with children, the elderly, or animals. A puppy who receives mostly threes can be a high-energy dog who needs lots of exercise. This dog is good with people and other animals, but due to the high energy can be a handful and will require training. This dog typically does well and learns quickly. A puppy who scores mostly fours is the kind of puppy that makes the perfect pet. This dog is easy to train and rather quiet, good with the elderly and children. Dogs who score in the fours are best choice for first-time dog owners and families with young children. Keep in mind if the puppy scores mostly threes and fours, it's still likely to have high energy and will need plenty of exercise. A puppy who scores mostly fives is likely to be fearful and a shy pup who needs special handling. Strange people, strange places, different situations, and loud noises may severely frighten the dog. This dog is one who will likely submissively urinate when you come home to greet him each day. This dog would do well in a low-traffic home where the routine does not change. A mature couple without children would be the best fit for this dog. An extra note, dogs who score five, if they're cornered and feel that they cannot get away, they do have a tendency to bite. And finally, a puppy who scores mostly sixes is independent, which means he does not need you or other people. He is his own person, and he's unlikely to bond to you. This dog would do best working as a guard dog for a business. Don't fall into the trap of thinking that you can change this dog into an affectionate, loving dog. The truth is that you can't, and that belief will just lead to disappointment for you and frustration for the dog. So now that we have all the background information, let's get into each test and how you'll perform them. So again, here's Volard's puppy temperament test. Test number one is on social attraction. This test determines the degree of social attraction the dog will have with people. It also determines confidence and dependence. A familiar person to the puppy will place him in the test area. That person that the puppy knows must now leave the room. The tester should position themselves on the opposite side of the room, meaning not near the door where the puppy entered. We want the puppy to move away from where they know that the known person is gone and where they've come in, and we want them to travel to you. So the tester will kneel down, they'll rest their weight on their heels, and they will coax the puppy over to them by gently clapping their hands or tapping their fingers on the floor or their lap. You will rate the puppy based on their response. A puppy who comes readily with a tail up high, jump or bite at the hands, this puppy will receive the rating of one. A puppy who comes readily with a tail up, he paws at the tester or licks the hands, will receive a two. A puppy who comes readily with a tail up, but does nothing else, will receive a three. A puppy who comes readily but with the tail lower receives a score of four. A puppy who hesitantly comes over to you with the tail down low receives a score of five. And a puppy who does not come at all receives a score of six. The second test is following. This test determines if the puppy shows a willingness to follow a person. 
So the tester will stand up and walk away from the puppy in a normal manner. Make sure the puppy sees you before you start walking. If the puppy does not follow you, it indicates an independent dog. So here's a score based on the puppy's response to the tester getting up and walking away in a normal manner. Number one, the puppy follows readily the tail up high. He gets underfoot or starts biting at the tester's feet. That dog will receive the score of one. A puppy who readily follows with the tail up but gets underfoot will receive the score of a two. A puppy who follows readily with the tail up but does nothing else receives the score of a three. A puppy who follows readily with the tail down receives the score of four. A puppy who follows hesitantly with the tail down receives the score of five. And a puppy who does not follow or walks away in a different direction will receive the score of six and therefore is an independent dog. Test three is restraint. This test indicates the degree of dominant or submissive tendency and the ease of handling difficult situations. The tester will crouch down and gently roll the puppy on his back and hold it with one hand for 30 seconds. If the puppy struggles fiercely, flails around and bites, he'll receive a score of one. A puppy who struggles fiercely and flails around will receive the score of two. A puppy who settles, then struggles, then settles with some eye contact receives the score of three. A puppy who struggles and then settles receives the score of four. If there is no struggle at all, the puppy will receive the score of five. And no struggle, but straining to avoid eye contact will lead to a score of six. Test number four, social dominance. This test indicates the degree of acceptance of social dominance by a person. The pup may try to dominate by jumping and nipping, or it is independent and walks away. So let the puppy stand up and gently stroke him from the head to the back while you're crouched beside him. Continue stroking until a recognized behavior is established. And here are the behaviors and the scoring. The puppy jumped, pawed, or growled, or bit, they receive a score of one. A puppy who's jumped and paws receives a score of two. If the puppy cuddles up to the tester and tries to lick his face, he receives a score of three. If they squirm and lick at the hands, they receive a score of four. If they rolled over and licked the hands, they receive a score of five. And if they went away and stayed away, this puppy will receive the score of six. Test five. This test determines the degree of accepting dominance while in a position of no control. And examples of this would be when they're at the veterinarian or with the groomer. So you're going to bend over and cradle the pup under its belly with your fingers interlaced and your palms face up. You're going to elevate the puppy just off the ground and you're going to hold them there for 30 seconds. If the puppy struggles fiercely, bites or growls at you, they will receive a score of one. If the puppy struggles fiercely but does nothing else, they will receive a score of two. If there's no struggle, the puppy is relaxed, they will receive a score of three. A puppy who struggles, then settles, and licks will receive a score of four. If there is no struggle, but the dog licks your hands, 
they will receive a score of five. And if there is no struggle, but they freeze, they will receive a score of six. Test six is retrieving. This test determines a degree of willingness to do something for you. Together with social attraction and following, which were earlier tests, this test is a key indicator for ease and difficulty in training. So you're gonna crouch down besides a puppy and attract its attention with a crumpled ball of paper. When the puppy shows interest and is watching, just toss the paper away from you, not too far, just toss it away. If the puppy chases the object, picks it up and runs away from you, you're gonna give him a score of one. If the puppy picks up the object, stands over it, but does not return, you're gonna give them a score of two. The puppy chases the object and returns the object to the tester, will receive a score of three. If the puppy chases the object and returns without the object to the tester, you're gonna give them the score of four. If the puppy starts to chase the object but loses interest, he'll receive a score of five. And if the puppy does not chase the object at all, they will receive the score of six. Test number seven is touch sensitivity. This test determines the degree of sensitivity to touch and a key indicator to the type of training equipment required. So you wanna take the puppy's foot in your hand and you want to press your finger and your thumb very lightly into the webbing between the toes, then more firmly until you get a response. Now, while you're doing this, you're slowly counting to 10. Stop as soon as the puppy pulls away or shows discomfort. And how you're gonna score this is, a puppy who allows you to keep that pressure there for eight to 10 seconds before response will receive a score of one. A puppy who responds six to eight seconds into the test will receive a score of two. A puppy who allows you to apply the pressure for five to six seconds before they respond will receive the score of three. A puppy who responds about three to five seconds into the pressure will receive the score of four. A puppy who responds three to four seconds after the pressure starts being applied will receive the score of five. And one to two seconds before response will, or that dog, the score of six. Test eight, sound sensitivity. This test determines the degree of sensitivity to sound such as loud noises or thunderstorms. It's also a rudimentary test for deafness. So you're gonna place the puppy in the center of the testing area. The tester or an assistant makes a sharp noise a few feet away from the puppy. Here's how you score it. The puppy listens, locates the sounds, and walks toward it barking. That puppy will receive the score of one. If they listen, locate the sound and bark without walking over to it, they will receive the score of two. If they listen, locate the sound and walk there curiously, that puppy will receive the score of three. A puppy who listens and locates the sound but does nothing else will receive the score of four. A puppy who cringes, backs off or hides will receive the score of five and a puppy who ignores the sound and shows absolutely no curiosity will receive the score of six. Test number nine, sight sensitivity. This test determines the degree of response to a moving object such as chasing bicycles, cars, children, or squirrels. 
You're going to place the pup in the center of the room. You're going to tie a string around a large towel and jerk it across the floor a few feet from the puppy. If the puppy looks, attacks, or bites the item, they will receive the score of one. If the puppy looks and barks with the tail up high, they will receive the score of two. If the puppy looks curiously and attempts to investigate, they will receive the score of three. If the puppy looks, barks, and tucks his tail, they'll receive a score of four. If the puppy runs away and hides, he'll receive a score of five. And if the puppy hides behind the tester, he will receive the score of six. And finally, test 10, stability. This final test determines the degree of startle response to a strange object. So you will place the pup in the center of the testing area. You will close an umbrella that is held four feet away and pointed perpendicular at the direction of the puppy's face. The umbrella is opened and set down on the floor so that the puppy can investigate. Again, we are determining the degree of intelligent response to a strange object. The puppy walks toward it with its tail up and starts biting the umbrella, they'll receive a score of one. If the puppy walks forward with the tail up and mouths the umbrella, he'll receive a score of two. If the puppy walks forward, attempts to investigate, they will receive a score of three. If the puppy looks curiously but stays put, they'll receive a score of four. If the puppy goes away with the tail down and hides, we'll give that puppy a score of five. And if the puppy ignores and shows absolutely no curiosity, they will receive the score of six. So based on the score breakdown, here is a reminder of where you want your new puppy to stand as far as ratings. Number one, look for puppies who score with mostly threes and fours. This dog will be easy to train and a great addition to your family, especially if you're a first time dog owner, if you have small children, or if you live with elderly people. Number two, avoid the puppy with mostly scores of one, especially on the restraint and the elevation tests. This puppy will be too much for a first time owner. This also goes for puppies who score mostly twos. If you are unsure of the results, do not make a rash decision. Go home and think it over. Bring a professional with you to determine if you are making the right choice. The worst thing that we can do is make a rash decision. This dog will be with you from 8 to 16 years. You have to make sure that this new family addition is going to fit well with your family. It is only fair to you and to the dog to ensure that you're making the right decision. Number four, remember that tests are not perfect. Behaviors can change and develop over time. You must socialize and train your dog from an early age. And socialization continues throughout the dog's life. Well, that was a lot of valuable information. If you would like to view this information in writing, our blog post will include all of this information by Christmas. Visit us at iscdt.com and click on our blog post. We have taken the time to learn. Now it is time to reflect. It's a lot more fun to have a good dog, one that is easy to train, one that you can live with, and one that you can be proud of, than to live with a dog who is a constant struggle. These are the words 
of Volhard. When picking a puppy, it is easy to get caught up in looks. We must take the time to familiarize ourselves with the breed and to ensure that the puppy's energy level and temperament is a good fit for our lives. So again, if you are considering bringing a new dog or a new puppy into your home, check with the American Kennel Club at akc.org to learn everything you can about the breed that interests you and do a temperament test of that dog. When you couple this podcast with episode 13 of our podcast, Things to Consider Before Getting a Dog, we are sure that you will find the perfect four-legged fur baby. Listen to all of our podcasts for information on keeping your dog mentally happy and well-trained. If you found this podcast to be helpful, please share it with people, like it, leave a comment, and come back for future episodes. While this holiday season will likely be different than any you have experienced in the past, we hope that you will find ways to make it joyful. I am at home right now burning cinnamon candles and have a little ceramic Christmas tree from my mother lit on my desk just to help me stay in the holiday mood. I hope that there are simple things in your home that can help increase your mood as well. From our family to yours, we wish you a happy, healthy holiday. Until next time, we enjoy teaching you to train them. Happy holidays.